At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney here with you today. You know, I've been uh, thinking golf instruction the last few days. And uh, we talked one day about my new book. Uh, how to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime, book that I just wrote and just published. By the way, it's available at HaneyUniversity.com. And I've had a lot of great feedback on it so far. It's got a little bit of everything, just mo- mostly just a lot of little tidbits and sections about how you can improve your game. So uh, broken down into different chapters. One of them is the fundamentals, and I talked about that the other day. The My three keys, eliminating penalty shots, eliminating two chips, and eliminating three putts. And then uh, the fundamentals really of the, the kind of the swing and teaching that I I talk about, uh, the you know grip, stance, posture, kind of like, a, you know, the first chapter, I guess, in every golf book. Uh, but a couple other things that I always like to talk about are one, your your swing plane, and and two, how your hands and arms work, and your and your body turns. There's always this this debate 
that goes on with with golf instructors. And it's like, you know, what's more important, the hands and arms or the body? And one of the things that, you know, you've seen, I've seen through years and years of teaching is that there's two, these two different camps. Now, back in the day, you know, back in the day, when I first really started getting into teaching, uh, there was a, you know, a group of instructors that really dominated uh, the, the teaching scene. And they were the, the teachers who taught the masses of, of players how to play. I mean, the, the average player, the, the club golfer, the, you know, uh, public course golfer, those were the teachers that were the ones that were the most influential. And in particular, it was really uh, Bob Tosky and Jim Flick and John Jacobs and, and Davis Love and uh, Peter Costas. I mean, these, these were the, the, the top teachers in, in the game. And their whole, you know, teaching uh, resume, if you, if you will, was, was born on the fact that they taught the average player to play the game. And then somewhere along the line, it was really kind of, uh, in all honesty, when, when I uh, first got into teaching touring pros was about the time, like the, the early 80s, where teachers made their name not by teaching the masses of how to play the game, but by teaching and touring pros. And, and I started, I was lucky enough to, to start working with Marco Mira. I was at Piner's Hotel and Country Club in like 1981, uh, met Marco Mira. He was a, well, a, a, clearly a big name in golf. He'd won the U.S. Amateur. His first year on tour, he was rookie of the year. And then his second year, he was struggling. And I met him at uh, Piners, where I, I was the uh, director of the Piners Golf Schools. And Mark was playing in the Hall of Fame Classic, which was a tournament that they had in, in, in Piners at the time. And Mark had struggled. He'd missed the cut. And one of my uh, teaching partners, Ken Crow, a great friend of mine, uh, introduced me to Mark. You know, well, he actually came in the teaching center and got me and said, "Hey, would you watch somebody on the practice team?" And I got to be honest with you, I, I, at first I was thinking, "Oh man, I don't want to go out there." I mean, it's probably one of Ken's club pro buddies because he was friends with all these club pros, and you know, every PJ Tour event they have some club pros playing in it. And I thought this is probably one of his club pro buddies, and you know, I, I, I you know, it's late in the day, and I, I, I didn't really want to go out there. Anyway, he drug me out there, and it turned out to be Mark O'Meara, and I'm like, "Oh my god." Marco Mira. And he said, would, would you, would you help me? Would you watch me hit some balls? So I stood back there and I watched him hit some balls. And then the next thing you know, you know, he, he, you know, it had been just a couple minutes, but it probably seemed like longer to him, but he, he turned around and he said, you going to, are you going to say anything? <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say something, but you know what, why don't we go in? And this is what I told him. I said, let's go inside, sit down, we'll have a Coke and we'll talk about what I think your plan should be. And then you can, you can see if you want to do it because I always feel like the most important thing that you could have, if you want to get better at anything is a plan, a real A to Z plan, you know, a plan that takes you from where you are to where you could possibly be in your, in, in your game. And, and it's more than just, you know, given a tip, given a lesson, but you, you really, really need to, to, to have a, a plan. 
And I, I wanted to explain to, to Mark, you know, what his, what his plan was. So I, I did. And, and, you know, he decided he, we, you know, he wanted to work with me and then we, we started working together. But, but my point was that, you know, this is where things kind of changed for me. I went from teaching the average player how to play the game, the beginning player how to play the game. I mean, the average handicap of the players that used to come to the Pioneers Golf Advantage Golf Schools were probably 18 handicaps. And the next thing you know, you know, I'm, I'm teaching a touring pro and then and Mark did really well. And two years later, he finished second on the money list. When I started working with him, he was 124th on the money list. The next thing you know, everybody thought, you know, boy, you know, uh, Hank Haney must know something. And they're all coming to me for golf lessons. And I felt like, you know, I really did probably know a lot about the backswing. I didn't know too much about the downswing, but I joke all the time and say I didn't give any refunds. You know, you just do the the, the best, you, best you can. But my, uh, you know, philosophy was really born from working with the John Jacobs Golf Schools. And John was a big hands and arms in, instructor. So what happened is I started working with Mark and 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 then, you know, not long after that, um, Mark was the one that suggested to Nick Faldo, he said, you know, you need to find a teacher to work with. And he found David Ledbetter. And, and you know, next thing you know, David Ledbetter's working with Nick Faldo and obviously he had, you know, incredible success in a Hall of Fame career as, as Mark O'Meara did. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is when, things kind of started changing and all of a sudden the influential teachers were not the teachers that taught the masses to play, but they were the teachers who taught touring pros to play. And one of the things that's different about uh, touring pros and, you know, the average person trying to just, just trying to get better is that touring pros typically have a very good hand and arm swing. I mean, they've got good hand-eye coordination. They've got great hands uh, coming into and through the golf ball. And they swing their hands and arms, you know, quite well. And oftentimes what, what you see is a lot of the instruction that's geared toward touring pros is, is more body-orientated. you got to do this with your body and this with your hips and shoulders and legs. And, you know, now there's all this, uh, you know, use the ground for distance and push off the ground. It's just a lot more body-oriented. Uh, one of the phrase that uh, I think David Lebeter coined or, you know, other people have talked about it too, but it's like the, you know, the, the tail doesn't wag the dog, the dog wakes the tail. And I always thought, you know, that's a, that's a great, great quote, but it really has more to do with dogs than it does to have to do with, with, with golf. You have two factors. You've got hands and arms and the body. And there's this argument that goes back and forth all the time in golf instruction. It did, did forever. You know, what's more important? Well, I mean, you could have, uh, I guess, a great hand and arm swing and not a very good body turn or or body motion or whatever you want to call it. You know, maybe the timing's not good with your hands and arms coordinating with your body and you, you clearly won't be your best. Uh, I mean, you could have decent body motion, but if you don't have the hand and arm swing and you don't know how to uh, swing the golf club with your hands and arms and release the club coming into the ball, you're, you're not going to be... And any any good either. So so the fact of the matter is 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 you have to you always have to combine the two. And so when I'm thinking about like the the fundamentals of the of the game of golf, I mean you know you start with like like every golf book is is written where like the first you know fundamental is is really the you know the grip. 
And, you know, I, I've got this chapter in my book, my, my new book, How to Play Better Golf Today, you know, Lessons of a Lifetime. And the first section is about fundamentals. I talked about my fundamentals, you know, in my uh, the podcast, that uh, the first one I, I did talking about the book. And I talked about how you have a big fundamental for me is eliminating the, th- you know, the three uh, problems that you have, the three killers in golf, and that's penalty shots, two chips, and three putts. Those are the, that's the, the big key. Get rid of those. And you'll be playing a lot better golf. It doesn't matter what level of golf you play, you'll be playing better golf. But obviously, the fundamentals of the grip and, and stance and posture, they're important. You know, the grip is, is one of those things that it's, it's uh, well, it's talked about all the time. But it, it's probably the one thing that gets the, the, the most overlooked, to be honest with you. A lot of people don't pay attention to their grip. They don't want to have to change their grip. They don't like to change their grip. It doesn't uh, feel good to them. And, and, you know, it just, they, they'd rather do anything than, than change their, change their grip. But that's certainly, you know, a, a big key. And then, you know, your posture that you set up over the golf ball. And one of the things I always talk about is trying to turn on your axis, whatever your axis was. When you started at a dress, you want to try to turn on that, that, that axis. And if you, if you do, then you're, you know, you're going to have a, a, a better chance to, you know, have a repeatable swing, and that's what everybody's everybody's trying to do. So I want to I want to take you through uh, some of the the fundamentals that are that are in in, in my book, um, and and kind of take you through this this little chapter, and uh, hopefully it'll 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 help you help you out. Now, you know, for years I wrote for Golf Digest magazine, and. The grip probably got more attention than anything else, you know, with, with the exception of slicing. Those are probably the, the two things in Golf Digest that always would, there'd always be an article on the grip and then an article on slicing. Of course, 90% of the people that, uh, you know, play golf, you know, slice. But the, but the grip is, con- it's considered the most important fundamental golf because it's the one connection you have with the golf club. And it's, you know, everyone from Ben Hogan to Jack Nicholas to, to Butch Harmon has weighed in on how you should you know, hold the, the the club. And, you know, I really think there are some concepts to understand about the grip. But once you follow those concepts, you have some freedom to make adjustments based on your own own shot tendencies. Because like a lot of people, what they'll ask me, hey, would you take a look at my grip? How's my grip look? And I, and I was like, well, you know, maybe your grip looks okay. But, but a good grip is one that fits your swing. There's not just one grip that's good for every player. So, so, so remember that. Now, where you set the, the handle in your hands makes the biggest difference in, in how your hands, wrists, and club work together. If you angle the, the grip so that it works diagonally across your hands, this will restrict how much your, your wrist can hinge and provide, you know, which, which prohibits you from getting some extra power in your swing. If the handle runs more across the base of your fingers, you'll get the full benefit of the wrist hinge. But you know, you 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 may be a little handsy through the through the the, the golf ball. So you you got to find the right the right position for you. You know that's the that that's the big thing. You got you got to find the right thing for you. And then you know whether it's in your palm, in your fingers, somewhere in between. You know, got to find the 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 right 
right position for you. And then the next thing is, 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 you know, whether you have a strong grip, which means that both of your hands are turned away from the target or weak grip, which means you're more straight up and down or just slight, you know, even maybe slightly toward the target. That'd be a very, very weak grip. You know, through the years, I've, I've probably favored a little bit weaker grip, but that's only if, you know, you know how to release the club properly. If you're not great at releasing the club, then a stronger grip will will, will def, definitely help you. Uh, you've got to find, like I said, you've got to find the right match for you. But no matter what grip you have, one, one key thing is that your palms should always, you know, face one another. They should be opposite one another. They shouldn't be a, a, opposing. And when you have them like this, then they're they're truly, you know, working together. And there's, you know, one very common mistake that comes when you let your your lower hand turn too much away from the target uh, and and your upper hand turns toward the target from there the hands are working against against one another and this makes it hard for you to get the club face squaring properly and all you know it makes it very likely that you'll curve the ball well too much the first thing you always check like if, if your golf ball is curving and i always relate everything to what the golf ball is doing you know i always go back to the, the saying that i learned from john jacobs golf is what the ball does so if your golf ball is curving if your golf ball is curving remember this always check your grip if your golf ball's curving always check your grip uh, and it doesn't matter how long you've played played the game of golf uh, you know good players pay close attention to their grip poor players just slap their hands on the club in the old way and they, the grip is something that you can you can practice you you want you want to be be consistent with it and i mean i mean uh, uh, touring pros you know, hit hundreds of balls every day. Um, and, you know, even, even even those players, though, you know, have times when their their grip tends to, you know, drift a little bit from what is typically standard uh, for them. And when, and when that happens, uh, you know, I mean, the ball flight's not going not gonna to be good. Now, just think about that. If the pros do that, what what's going to be the case with amateurs who play, you know, once a week or once a month? I mean, the chances that you're going to have your grip consistently good or, you know, good for you and good for you is mean, it is meaning that it, it matches your swing, but the chances are you're going to have it, have it consistent are very, very slim. One of the things you can do is you can, you can check in the mirror at home, check your grip in the mirror at home, get a look at, at it and, and. See what it looks like when it's when it's in the the position that you want it to be in, based on your swing, based on your ball flight, based on your ball flight misses, and then you know before you go out to to play, you've got a little guidance there. So you look in the mirror and you say, "Okay, this looks just like it's supposed to look. This is this is what the grip looks like when I'm playing good." And then you also relate that to what it feels like. So you know, okay, this this looks good and it feels good. Or you might say, you know, what this grip looks good today, but you know what? It feels like it's a little stronger than it has been. 
So when you go to the golf course, you can't look in the mirror before every shot. So what do you do? You stand up there and you try to feel like you've got your hands on the club just a little stronger because you know when you stood in front of the mirror and you looked just a little stronger, look perfect. But if you keep trying to feel just a little stronger for a day or two days or three days or a week or two weeks or three weeks, who knows? It could get too strong. That's why you got to keep checking in, in, in front of the, the mirror. And, and this is one of the things that you can do to really just kind of uh, get yourself dialed in to what your, your, your grip should be. So pay, pay more attention to your grip. Remember, if your golf ball curves, check your grip. If your ball curves to the right, there's a possibility that your grip is too weak, meaning your hands are too much on top of the club. I'm talking for a right-handed player. If you slice the ball, you're possibly too weak, hands too much on top of the club. If you hook the ball, your hands could be too much underneath the club. And one of the things that people talk about, another thing I want to mention is, is grip pressure because people will oftentimes say, you know, hold on softer. One of the things I've heard for years and years and years, people would say, hold on like you're holding on to a bird. Well, most people don't hold a lot of birds, so they really can't relate to that. But but the, the point of that tip is to say that if you're holding on to a bird or a small animal of any kind, you would probably hold on very gently. Okay? That's great advice for most people who play the game because most people who play the game tend to slice the ball. And if you hold on softer, it makes your hands more active. But if you're someone who hooks a golf ball and you try to hold on softer, you're going to get more active hands and you're going to get even a bigger hook. So the advice that you get on every part of the game always has to relate to your ball flight. Just remember that. All right, let's take a little little break uh, here from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll uh, talk about uh, a few of the other uh, fundamentals that I think are, are just so important in the game of golf and in your golf swing and helping you play better golf. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, the grip is probably the most talked about fundamental. One, the one that's probably the most overlooked is, is, is posture. Uh, you know, I, I, I can show you a range filled with players, uh, you know, waiting to hear me give a clinic or, or I'll walk down the line to see what, you know, one of the things I do, walk down the line, see what level of players I'm dealing with. And the first thing that just catches your eye immediately is, is the posture people have when they stand up over the golf ball. Uh, for the vast majority of golfers I see, it's clear what kind of player they are even before they swing. And the giveaway is, is their posture. Players who struggle uh, tend to either stand very upright or they slump down with their, their shoulders instead of hinging from their hips and adding, you know, just a little bit of knee flex. And, you know, every everybody isn't the most gifted athlete. You, you know, you probably don't or can't swing the club like, I don't know, Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy or, you know, whoever. But there's no reason you can't get in a good posture uh, like better players do. That's one of the things you look, you know, you look at touring pros and you're not going to see a whole lot of different different postures. One of the things that you can do is is check this in the mirror, just like, you know, what I was talking about with the, with the grip earlier. Check your posture in the mirror and get a feeling for what it's like each day. You know, maybe today you, you set up and it, it, you look in the mirror and it's, it, boy, it looks like I'm standing a little tall. Okay, bend over a little bit. You bend over a little bit from your hips and you look you look in the mirror and it looks perfect. And what does it feel like to you? feels like I'm bent over a little more than I normally am. Okay, well, today when you go on the golf course, you're going to need to bend over a little bit more. But you got to keep checking it so that a week from now you don't bend over too much. That's just the, the the way that that it works. It doesn't take any like real athletic ability to have a good posture. It's something you can work on you know, like anytime, anywhere. Uh, and a good way to feel it is just stand up straight with your head and your shoulders uh, slightly back, uh, as if you're you know trying to to you know stretch the the fabric on the the, the front of your shirt. Now you know bend your knees slightly, and from that position. And what you want to do is add a little bend from your hips, making sure that you don't let your shoulders slump or, or and your your spine curve, which a lot of people do. So your shoulders kind of want to want to stay back in a, a nice crisp posture, if you way, if you will. It's it's the same way you know getting your hands to work together uh, makes for a good grip. Good posture lets your body work as a unit instead of you know, fighting against one another. So, so, so pay attention, pay attention to the way you set up to the golf ball with, with your posture. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, look at, look at some pictures in a, in a magazine, uh, you know, golf digest magazine, get a, get an instruction book, uh, you know, look at players on TV, stand up from a mirror, try to emulate what you're seeing. You know, it's real, it's a simple, basic fundamental, but it's really, really, uh, over overlooked. One of the the things that that I also 
pay a close attention to is players, you know, stances, the way that they stand, uh, you know, up to the golf ball. And, 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 you know, there's not, once again, there's not just one way to stand up to the golf ball with your feet. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's not just do it this way every single time. It depends on what your ball flight is like. Right? But you've got to get your, your, your feet and body organized over a, the ball, and you've got to get everything you know, pointed in a similar direction so that you can swing the golf club on a consistent plane and, and, and path and so on and so forth. Uh, when you get the club going you know, back and through, you're putting the club in a, in a predictable movement. You can, you know, and that allow you to hit the club and it hits the ground in a predictable spot. And predictable is the best feature like any, any swing can, can, can have. So there, there, there are two main features when I watch a player set up that I'm looking at. First, you, you want to get your arms in front of your body. The club extending from the bottom of a, a triangle made up by your arms and the top of your chest. So there's this triangle, arms and chest triangle, and you want your arms hanging down right in front of your body. One of the mistakes that people make a lot is that they push their hands way forward at a dress. A lot of people maybe actually set up pretty good with that triangle I'm talking about, but then what they do right before they take it back, they push their hands forward, and and that messes up the the, the triangle. And it's going to mess up your takeaway. So the, the, the goal is just to be kind of in a neutral position, arms in front of your body, hang your arms down in front of your body. The next element of neutral is to have your body aligned consistently. And uh, what, what that means is that you've got the club face pointed at the target. Let's just assume you're trying to hit a relatively straight shot. And then you want to get your body parallel to that line. That means your eyes, shoulders, arms, hips, knees, feet, they're all lined up parallel to that line. There are a lot of ways to get out of whack here. I mean, ideally, your eyes, shoulders, arms, hips, knees, feet, they're all lined up parallel to your target line or the, the line that you're intended to start the, the ball on if you're not you know, playing a relatively straight shot. You see a lot of players have got like one foot pulled off the target line or they got their shoulders aimed too much to the left while their feet are aimed too much to the right. Uh, what, what happens is, is all these lines get crossed up. I and mean, it looks like, you know, like it's like people say, well, how's my aim looking? I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, you're going so many different directions. Your eyes are going one place. Your feet are going another place. Your hips and shoulders are going another place. I mean, the first thing you have to do if you want to make, you know, any kind of a predictable motion and a consistent motion is that you've got to get everything lined up so it looks like everything's going in the the, the same uh, direction. So so let's pay attention to to that. Uh, it's one of the reasons you see the pros always line line up. They put these alignment sticks down on the ground, and when they put the alignment sticks down on the ground, you know they they try to put their feet on that. They put one alignment stick down where the ball is, pointing them where they're trying to get the ball to start. And then they put the other alignment stick where their feet are, and then they try to line everything else up to their to their feet. So feet first, then then line everything else: shoulders, eyes, hips, knees, arms, everything everything lined up to there. And there's another element of the stance that that I think is overlooked a lot is 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 how your feet are pointed. Uh, you, you know, are, are your feet pointed out, 
or they straight ahead at a dress. And just a small little adjustment of flaring one foot out or in uh, and, you know, relative to the other one can make a big difference in the way your shoulders turn and your hips turn. It can also make a difference in the timing of your swing and the way you, you, you turn through the, the golf ball. So the way I like to describe like a neutral foot position is both feet are turned out just slightly at a dress, about a, a, a quarter of a turn. This allows for both your, your, your backswing and your through swing to be able to be done with, with equal ease. Now, having said that, if you're playing a draw or fixing a slice, I will often suggest that your front foot is turned out a little less and your back foot is turned out a little more. And what this does is it makes it easier for your hips and shoulders to turn in the backswing. And then it restricts the turning movement a little bit in the through swing, which is kind of good because it gets your hands and arms going a little faster relative to your body. And that's what you want if you're slicing or if you're, you're trying to uh, draw the ball. Uh, and, and if you if, if you're doing just the opposite, if you're if you're trying to to fix a draw or you're trying to promote, a, you know, a, a fade. Uh, then I'll often suggest that your your back foot is pointed more or less straight ahead and your front foot is flared out more. And this makes it easier for you to turn through the golf ball. And if you turn through the golf ball more and faster, your body's moving faster, your hands and arms are going to tend to move a little bit slower. And if that's the case, then you're going to keep that face a little bit more square through the golf ball not get it closing quite so rapidly and uh, that will you know take the draw out of there or the hook out of there and give you the opportunity if you want to to, to play a, a little bit of a fade so your foot position is important it's, it's it's one of those things that that's really overlooked a lot but it's it's really really important all right we're going to take another break uh, i want to tell you about voodoo pain relief cream before we do you've heard me talk about it i'm sure uh, a lot of people have, have tried it i've got a free sample offer uh, for any, this is for anybody who has uh, aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder pain, uh, hip pain. If you've got a, a jaw pain, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream is great for it. There, you know, TMJ, people get that TMJ, it's terrible, terrible problem. Actually, the clinical tests that we did for Voodoo Pain Relief Cream was done with people that have TMJ problems because it's the hardest joint to treat. And the results were absolutely phenomenal. This product's clinically tested, clinically proven. You can also use it if you have a tension headache, rub some on your neck, your your your, your forehead, your jaw. Uh, people say their headaches you know, is gone in, in in five minutes. I've heard heard a lot of people tell me that. You can check out the testimonials on the website. Just go to to voodoopainrelief.com and you can read the testimonials. But here's what you can get: you can get a free two week supply. I, I want everybody to try this product. If you haven't tried it, you heard me talk about it. You got some kind of aches and pains, uh, muscle cramps, muscle soreness, whatever it is. Try Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You can do it for, for free. Go to VoodooPainRelief.com and check it out. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, I've talked about a, a, a couple fundamentals: stance, posture, grip. You know, they're, they're the, the hallmark, I think, of every golf instruction book that's ever been written. But they're obviously very, very important uh, to me. After you get past those things, the most important fundamental in golf is the swing plane. It's it's kind of the whole basis for my in, in instruction. If you follow my golf instruction at all over the years, I mean, I talk about swing plane a lot. Everyone has a certain plane or angle that they should swing the club on, and it's different for each individual. I mean, if you're if you're taller, you're gonna have a more upright plane. If you're shorter, you're gonna have a flatter plane. Uh, you know, you're looking for your swing plane, and when you find it, it, it does three things for you. First, it's the main factor in determining how much ground you're going to hit. If you swing the club on the correct plane, your club goes up the right amount, which enables it to come down the right amount. And if you get your best chance to hit the right amount of ground when you're swinging the golf club on the correct plane, if you swing the club on, on too much of an upright plane, well, then the club goes up too much. Guess what's going to happen? Your club goes up too much, it's going to tend to come down too much. So if you have a tendency to hit too much ground, the fact of the matter is, is you are probably swinging on too upright of a plane. Well, there's no doubt you're swinging on too upright of a plane. If you swing the club on too flat of a plane, the opposite happens. You'll tend to hit more toward the top of the ball. So there's only three ways it can be. You're either swinging on the correct plane for you as an individual, or you're swinging on too upright of a plane and hitting too much ground, or you're swinging on too flat of a plane and probably not hitting enough ground. Now, the second thing the swing plane does for you, it helps you to square the club face at impact. 
Because when you swing the golf club on the correct plane, it swings on an arc that goes around your body. And what this does is it gives your swing more of a natural squaring motion. Upright swings will always have a tendency to open the face at impact. So if you tend to slice or push the ball, the face is open at impact, chances are pretty good you're swinging on too upright of a plane. Flat swings are just the opposite. They go too much around you in the backswing, swing around you in the through swing, and flat swings will have a tendency to close the club face too much at impact or too quickly. And you'll have a tendency to hook the ball or pull the ball. So how do you how do you know if your if your your swing is is on the right plane? Well, you look how much ground you're hitting, and what which way does your golf ball curve? Those are two big big clues. Now the third clue, and the third impact factor that's greatly influenced by the plane of your swing is where you hit on the club face. And just like everything in in, in golf, everything everything comes in threes. When you think about it, I mean just just Think about it. everything in golf is threes. And when you hit the ball, you either hit it to the right, left, or straight. There's three choices. You either hit it too low, too high, or the right trajectory. There's three choices. Uh, you either have a strong grip, a weak grip, or a neutral grip. There's three choices. Every you know, you're bent over too much, you're not bent over enough, or you're in the right posture. There's three. Everything everything has has three three choices. The thing that that the swing plane does for you that that also falls into three categories is where you hit on the club face you've got three choices center the club off the toe or off the heel those are your options when you swing the club on the correct plane for you the club swings around your body the correct amount which makes it more likely to swing out in front of your body the correct amount and this gives you a chance to hit the ball in the center of the club face. Upright swings don't swing enough behind you in the backswing. So the result is they won't likely swing enough out in front of you in the through swing because it's, it's action and reaction, action and reaction. How much you swing behind you determines to the greatest extent how much the club is going to swing back out in front of you. If you swing the club too flat, or too much around you in the backswing, it's going to have a tendency to swing too much out in front of you in the through swing. And then you're going to tend to hit toward the heel of the club. So where upright swings will tend to hit toward the toe, flat swings will tend to hit toward the heel. If you don't swing enough behind you, it won't swing enough out in front of you. The ball's out in front of you, you're going to hit on the toe. If you swing it too far behind you, too flat of a plane, you're going to tend to hit it off the, off the heel. Well, that's an, an, another way that, that you can check. So you're either on the correct plane or, or you aren't. And if you aren't on the correct plane, there's only two ways it can be. You're either too upright or you're too flat. When I look at, at players' swing and when I you know, talk to players about their game, even if I haven't seen them swing, I'm immediately trying to determine, do they swing the club too upright or do they swing the club too flat if they're not swinging on the correct plane? There's only two choices that it can be. And in my experience, I mean, the vast majority of amateur players who have a problem with their swing plane, they are typically, typically on too upright of a plane. But and given the fact that 90% of the people that play golf slice the ball to the right, 
uh, you know, those those two things tend to tend to go to, to, together. Uh, and and usually, you know, I mean, players are maybe too upright in the backswing, but sometimes they're too flat in the backswing and too upright in the downswing. The only thing that matters is is what the plane is like coming down into the ball. Now, I like to see it go back on a good plane and come down on a good plane because I think it'll be more consistent. But no matter what, you want to get the club on the correct plane as you you come into the to the golf ball. Uh, and and if you're you're not, you know, then you know it's it's going to be more difficult to to be can be consistent. You see some players that take it back real upright, and they flatten the club down to a good plane as they come into the ball. And you know, but sometimes it flattens too much. Sometimes it doesn't flatten enough. You see other players that take it back flat, and then they have to steepen it coming down. But sometimes it gets too steep. Sometimes it doesn't steepen enough. If you want to be consistent, you want to get a swing plane that's consistent. Here, here's a little little drill that you can do to help you to do that. If you're trying to find your correct swing plane, take some practice swings where you hold the club like two or three feet off the ground and just take a series of practice swings, repeating the practicing as if you're swinging at a ball that was on a real high tee. Go around your body in the backswing, round your body in the through swing, and then all you're going to do is just gradually bend from your hips and change the angle of that plane. See, everybody who swings at a ball above the ground, like two or three feet above the ground, they all have a very natural looking swing. The problem is, is when you put that club down on the ground and the ball down on the ground, and the next thing you know, their swing just starts going everywhere. So start off with the club up off the ground. Take practice swings and then gradually lower the club. You can just go a few inches or six inches at a time until you get all the way down to the ground. All you're doing is taking that that consistent swing plane that you had with the club three feet up off the ground, and you're just changing the angle of that plane. That's the best way to feel the correct swing plane for you. But remember, it's the analysis that you do. It's a diagnosis that you do based on what's happening at impact and what's happening with your ball flight. Those are the things you have to look at. If you have a tendency to hit the ball off the toe, if you tend to hit too much ground, if you tend to slice the ball to the right, you are swinging too upright. If you have a tendency to hit the top of the ball, you have a tendency to hit off the heel, you have a tendency to hook the ball, you are swinging too flat. You got to find the right plane for you. And this is the fundamental that I just spend so much time thinking about and looking at when I'm watching a player. So you need to do that, do that too. You got to get the setup right, the grip right, the stance, posture, all those things we're talking about. But swing plane is so important. If you're not sure what your swing plane is like, if you're not positive on any of this stuff, here's what you can do. Take a down the line video of your swing. You can just go right on your iPhone, take a down the line video of your swing, have somebody video your swing, and then send an email to golfschools at hankany.com and for free, doesn't cost anything at all. Either the great predictor Steve Johnson or one of my instructors at Hank Haney Golf, they're all great instructors, they will get back to you within 24 hours with some advice on what you could do to improve your golf swing. And you can send you can send these videos in every week if you want. I don't care. 
This is my gift back to golf. I want everybody to play better golf this year, enjoy it more. And one of the ways to do it is to is to get some some good help, some good instruction. This is also a great way. Like, let's say you're taking lessons somewhere. I don't know where you're taking lessons, wherever it is. But you're taking lessons somewhere. And you're not sure if this guy's telling you the right thing or this gal's telling you the right thing. And I'm not criticizing any instructor, but, I mean, it's just the way it is. Some instruction's better than than others. You know, but if you send your video into Golf Schools at Hank Haney, golfschools at hankhaney.com. Okay, you do that, and then one of my guys will give you some good advice. And then you know what? If you go to a lesson someplace and they don't mention anything that you heard me talk about or one of my instructors talk about when they looked at your video, that's a sign that you're not at the right place. That's a sign that's not the right place. You got to go somewhere where at least they're speaking the right language. Swing playing is so important. Oh, my gosh. But but send your, your videos in to golfschools at hankhaney.com, and they'll help you out. If you got questions, you can email them to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. Remember, you can get my new book at haneyuniversity.com, uh, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. Follow me on Twitter, at Hank Haney. And most importantly, Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Hit the follow button. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast, and we will be there every day for you with the Hank Haney uh, podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Haney podcast. Hope you're with us then. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.